Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one upping itself. Most reliable based on Roots Metric US report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines. They drinking with Gary and Elliot. Angelil. They drinking with Gary and Elliot. Angelil. They drinking with Gary and Elliot. Hey, uh, Elliot. Yeah. Uh, before we even started the show, and I mm-hmm. knew this was going to happen, mm-hmm. Jaleel White sitting to my left, uh-huh. or to my right if I went around the opposite way. Certainly sitting to my right. <laughs> Immediately asked if he can get a t shirt. Yep. A day drinking t shirt. I, I know where you can get um, one of those. Um, hold on. <laughs> he used the English immediately right now. Oh, yeah. He put yeah, that yeah. JH sound in yep. there. Immediately. Mm-hmm. You know why? Mm. He was trained to speak in England. Ah. They tried to have him speak in America as a child. He refused. <laughs> got on a plane. At the tender age, I think it was three. He, oh, went, wow, he didn't wow. say Jack till he was three. Wow. He wouldn't coo for him. He wouldn't, you know how babies babble. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, you took a whole baby babbling class. I did, I did, yeah. He wouldn't do jack for mm. Got mm. on a plane, went to England, mm. came back saying immediately. Mm. Mother, I'd like breast milk immediately. <laughs> Father, uh, I'd like you to drive uh, to the babyatorium. Because back then in L.A., they had babyatoriums. Oh, yeah. I, oh, sure. I remember them well. That's enough talk about that. Yeah. Right. You know what it's time for, Elliot? Yeah. Starting this show. It's time for you to introduce his show. Yeah. So we can get to this tender young... He he still calls himself the tenderoni of Hollywood. All right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we can that ain't the link in my bio. It's in the bio. I have his IMD pulled up. First thing it says, best known as a tenderoni. <laughs> All right. Well, Elliot, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Elliot Blake. Yep. Cues Start. Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Start the show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Beef eaters and barristers. Oh, I, we, you know, because you made the England reference. Okay. Yeah. Uh, welcome to another episode of Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. I am your host, Elliot Blake. Sitting across from me is my equi host, Gary Anthony Williams. Oh yeah. Now, a beef. I know what a barrister is. Yeah. Uh, an that's attorney. A, a psychologist. I don't yeah. know what a beef eater is. A beef. Yeah, I know they make the gin. The beef. Well, they're, gin. they're they do, but they're the guys that stand outside in the big tall hats outside of uh, uh, the, Buckingham the, Palace. But they're, why they're they beef call, eaters? Why? Why though? They they eat beef. Okay, I'm done. I I I think that there's a I song and I don't do know what it. song it is, yeah. but it's one of those songs that people are like rendezvous and I'm through with you. Yeah. It's okay. I'm through with you. Rendezvous. I'm through with you. Until you find the real meaning of beef eater, I'm telling you, this it's show is over. They eat beef. <laughs> Jaleel, what's up? It's Andre 3000's birthday today. Uh, oh. You know what? If there's any way we could just call him and just wish. wait, somebody else's birthday. Oh, yeah. uh, Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah, Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah, that's who because yep. everybody. I love thinks. knowing who you share birthdays with. I think that's an interesting thing because it can say something about you and your own spirit. Who do you share no, birthday with? Uh, um, uh, what's his name? What's that smart, smart white dude? From back in the day, like one of the smartest people in the world. Einstein? Einstein. A word? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, guy. Look. Accurate AF? Okay, yeah. right over here. Uh, Leonard Nimoy and Diana Ross. Not bad. Who you got? Pretty good. Who you got? Yeah. I got Jimi Hendrix and Bruce Lee. Also you not bad. You can't be mad at no that. No way. No, I'm not hostile at all. That's why I raised the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? I would do my, my next project, and I know you got a lot of projects. You're writing. You're directing. I'm surviving. And yet you're surviving. <laughs> In this crazy business. If I were you, I would do a combo. Jimi Hendrix, Bruce Lee, he not only fights with his fists, he 
fights with his voice. Oh, yeah. I like it. I mean, it's going to be better than that other movie me and you did that we can't wait to discuss. Oh oh, we, may, we may have to go deep, but... We for can, now. We can go there, man. Anytime I agree to do podcasts, but it's off limits. You don't have to go. Look, here's what I'm going to do, Elliot. I'm going to yeah. turn the AC off now. All right. I'm using my Nest app. You might want to give me a drink, though, if you yeah, don't go there. I, exact, I don't want to have to wait for it. All right. That's exactly what I'm going to say. I'm going to turn this off, and let's immediately get this dude a drink. We're going to do that, but I want to close the beef eating loop. Okay. okay. All right. So I've looked it up. Okay. So, uh, uh, beef eater uh, is uh, a uh, the beef eaters are the yeoman warders or yeoman of the guard of the Tower of London. Mm-hmm. They were paid a part of their salary with chunks of beef, and this took place right up till the 1800s. Okay, so they were just paid with beef. They were, so, which they presumably ate to okay. do what job? That's to, to, guard, to guard the the, the the tower, the grounds, like a London okay. Tower. Yeah. You know how they say now, like, man, that dude living high off the hog, right? Or high on the hog. Mm-hmm. They were living. High on the beef, on the cow. They, yeah. That dude living high on the cow. Yeah. Okay. And I like those. I like stuff like that. In a way, we all get paid with meat, or if you're a vegan with uh, pea protein, you know no, what I'm saying? You don't pay me in meat. You no, don't, but, you no, don't pay but, me with, with actual money. No, you know, <laughs> all I, my services will not be rendered. I, I hate to tell you this. Yeah. I hate to tell That's you good this. good policy. Yeah. Your next job, and I, forgive me for stealing your identity, but your next job, I've already signed the contract. They paying you with a slide of uh, a, a slab of beef. And what what contract is this? What, Don't what? worry about this. Man. You, <laughs> you worry too much. Number one, Elliot Blake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked I asked Mr. Jalil White. Yep. I said Jay Whitey. Yeah. <laughs> Jay That's Whitey. What he calls himself Jay Whitey. <laughs> Jay Whitey. He's on fire right now. A man of peace, but always ready to fighty. That's oh, what he always nice. says. Very nice. Jay yeah. Whitey, man of peace, but always ready to fight. Yep. Don't cross him. I wouldn't dream of it. I asked Jay Whitey. I was yeah. like, dude, hey, man. He's like, what? I said, what's your go-to cocktail? Yeah. He's almost like me. Mm-hmm. He don't like a lot of junk added to his drinks. Yeah. He likes to get to the taste yeah. and enjoy life. Well, actually, like well, no, no, you got me wrong. I, he's nothing like me. <laughs> <laughs> you got me wrong. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm actually made up, made fun of frequently for because uh, I enjoy stuff with umbrellas in it and 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 fruit hanging off the side and a little Uh-oh. plastic monkey if I could even get it. Oh, I did, all right. I, I, I'm I'm a vacation drinker. Uh, but yeah, oh, I knew you would yeah. have me drinking amongst gentlemen. Yeah, oh yeah. And when I'm yeah, drinking yeah. amongst gentlemen. No plastic monkeys. We, we, we can't have the plastic monkeys. <laughs> That's true. And the umbrellas <laughs> and the blender involved. <laughs> Look, there's no shame in any of those Look at things. that dude sitting in the corner drinking that plastic monkey. That's what I be saying. <laughs> I walk in the corner. <laughs> uh, so okay, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't yeah. know this. You usually uh, so when you called me out. No, it was like a form of taekwondo. Okay. Ah. Was like, I said okay, well, you right. if you got me. the if you got the, the rare cask, what's up? All right, you taekwonded me. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry he taekwonded me. Well, hey, that's all right because I still I got something. I think it's gonna. It's, it doesn't come out of the rare cask, okay. but it could be drank right alongside. I gave him it. an all time. Yeah. you know, if you got the Glen Levin yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to just blow the roof off his bank account right off the bat. You lobster on the first date. But, right. Look, me and you are both extremely wealthy, Jalil. We know, <laughs> as, as Elliot always says on mm. the show, mm. once you start making money, no one can take it away. <laughs> Right. You can't go broke once you start making Hollywood money. Absolutely true. You can't go broke. Nope. You can try. Nope. One day I rolled down my wife's convertible and I put all our money in the back and just let it blow out as I drove along. (laughs) Ah. The next day it was filled right back up. It's amazing how that works. You can't go broke. Nope. 
But yep, you, we didn't get in the Glen Living. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we're gonna you make wanna, it, you want to step below that. <laughs> no, no, we're doing we're doing no, high class. We're no doing high deal. class. We're doing high class cocktail today. All right. Uh, we're gonna do so. so uh, since you mentioned you like scotch, okay. uh, we're doing a scotch based cocktail. This one's called. Uh, this one's from my book, Create One Hundred Cocktails. Home bar guys, deep dive into the art of cocktail okay. creation. Uh, okay. Available right now on Amazon okay. uh, and as a PDF. Oh uh, no, I'm gonna on just take Rumble. that one. I hope oh. you got extra. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well. And then. Uh, so there's a drink in there in the whiskey section called the Velvet Glover, okay. named for a guy who, uh, named Ian Glover. Okay. So, I would say Donald Glover these days, but well, okay. sure, you but know, well, gotta stay current. Bel- uh, Ian Ian was a guy who commissioned the drink, oh. and so I know I had the name for him. But you know, Donald Glover, you want you can co-opt it. I won't stop you. No. That's what they're so, doing these yeah, days. Exactly. That's what the internet will do. They collabing. <laughs> they collabing. Everybody collabing. This is a this is a Scotch drink. It's kind of a it's a riff on a Manhattan. Okay. Uh, and so we're going to use uh, Monkey Shoulder uh, blended Scotch whiskey. Which so you is still get blended. a bit of the monkey in there. Oh yeah, you get you, you get a little bit of the monkey. You know what I learned from what? reading the label on the Monkey Shoulder? What? It is not made with Monkey's shoulder, which what is, is what it? I what thought. Is monkey? that there was uh, the the malt masters, the people who did the blending. Okay. Uh, uh, of the the scotches had to turn the the, the barley and the malts uh, that were that, ah. that are made into it, and they would get monkey shoulder, like a strong, like a strain, yeah. like a monkey shoulder. So we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do some monkey shoulder, uh, ounce and a half of monkey shoulder mm. blended scotch. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna do three quarters of an ounce of uh, some Cuvazier cognac. Oh, and then now another, you got my attention. Now we have, <laughs> <laughs> until then he was just looking yeah, off. Yeah, I was right? just listening to yeah. you politely, but now you got my attention. And then another three quarter ounces of the uh, Lug- of uh, Luxardo Maraschino, which is a uh, a, a derived from uh, the pits of uh, uh, Maraschino cherries. Yeah, and it gets a little. You hang so, around some brothers. So it's, <laughs> I hang around this guy all the time. Yeah, but it takes yeah. more than one brother to put all yeah. that together <laughs> in one drink. And if anybody knows anything, brothers love maraschino cherries. Exactly. That's what I said. What you think they put the plastic monkey next to? The maraschino cherry. Well, there you go. So I'm going to mix all this stuff together. This is going to be uh, in the show notes, and it'll be on our Instagram. I'm going to make the drink. Yep. Uh, so we because we should get right to it. You yeah. got while well, I'm making the drink, you yep. guys uh, chit, chit. Yep. immediately follow it by, by chat. chat. Here we go. All right, what's going now hey. what's up on that t shirt though? We got you. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah. So, t shirt, yeah. All right, I'm wearing a T-shirt that says "Day Drinking with Gary Nelly." It's got the logo on. Can the podcast the listeners can they get? They one? can get oh, these wow. T-shirts. This is a great question. It's a very good question. They can get these T-shirts uh, at our merch store, Teespring.com/backslash/daydrinking. That's T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G/backslash/daydrinking. You get T-shirts. Uh, you can get uh, a T-shirt uh, has to start the conversation. They, if you're wearing a T-shirt that yeah. doesn't start a conversation, then, then I hope you're wearing, wearing a, a jacket over the T-shirt there and it's go. a more formal effect. Oh, I didn't oh, even know this. Very, man. Yeah. Well, we're learning See, all sorts of things. Jalil is sick. Six times cooler than I. Hey, well, <laughs> six I times. I didn't want to say it. Uh, I know, but you know, I know, man. Yeah, so, I'm gonna cut the sleeves off if I get it. Oh wow! All right, I'm work out with. It. There you go. I you, know what I'm saying? I, you do whatever. You, <laughs> I want to be at the gym with a shirt that says "Day Drinking." I want to see it with your proof. guns popping out. That's what I want to see. So, so t-shirts, yep. uh, a mug, uh, sticker, yep. sticker with our faces on it. Okay. Uh, and then uh, and a tote bag. So Got you, know, it. you take bag. it to the grocery store. Th- yep. Things we give to the girlfriend to go yeah, to Whole Foods. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you go so walk around the farmer's foods, market. Yeah, fill this exactly. Up for me. So uh, half the proceeds go to support the show. The other half of the uh, proceeds goes to Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Yeah, we're giving. So back. because we're, 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 we're trying to give back a little bit. So Elliot, now I'm going to make the drink. Good luck to you, buddy. Thanks. The Velvet Glover. The Velvet Glover. Come hey, up. man. What up, Playboy? Hey, look, bro. Uh, let's just okay. Let's just cut to a couple of things. What up? When you walked in earlier. Uh, by the way, 
I hope it wasn't weird for you. Everybody knows when they come into my house, there are these people that carry them. They carry them past the living room through the kitchen. I had a person carrying him. A very strong lady swung him over her shoulder like she was carrying a bag of Irish potatoes. I hope it wasn't uncomfortable. I should have worn I felt special. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was uh, something that was done for everybody. Yeah. You know, it felt yeah. carried over the threshold. Yeah. You deserve it. You deserve it. I do. Thank you. Uh, the, fir the, <laughs> first, the first time we met was probably in, I don't know how many years ago. But it was on Boston Legal, right? Yeah, that was the first time. You were doing a stint on Boston Legal, and I was doing a thing on Boston Legal. It was the I, first time we right. met. I don't know if it was a stint, but I was I was there. What do they call it in prison when you're doing a, man, he's up doing like a, a, a bid. bid. Yeah, you were doing a bid. <laughs> <laughs> you was doing a bid on Boston Legal. I, I won't lie. A part of me, you know, was, you know, every, people don't realize how windy and twisty our, our journeys are in this business. You know, they just see the finished product, the, you know, the edited whatever right. that got past the execs and made it to the promo. Right on. But um, I'm like, I, I had, that was actually a very, very, very memorable experience for me being on Boston League. Why, why is that for real? For so many reasons. One, I had never seen Spader work uh -huh. um, up close. Yeah. And, you know, there's different levels of acting going on out here. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 what he did with that monologue each episode was just beast mode. Every episode. Every episode. That joint was like two and a half. And I remember seeing it in his script. And yeah. I was like, so I got to see this dude. So, this sometimes his, his scripts, Jaleel, were five pages long. Of just him gone. Of nothing but him. Just straight Broadway style, open the show, let us know why your name is on the marquee. Yeah, absolutely. Monologue. Yeah. Right? And so... I was super impressed to see that lot. Yeah. Because I've acted my entire life, but it actually took a lot of time for me to get to certain levels of mm -hmm. acting where I'm like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. this is how the game is played. Mm -hmm. So that was that. Then ABC made me pre-read, which was like a punch in the stomach. So wait, wait, wait. They, how did that work? They, they called you and said, we want you... So, um, bottom line, my manager had submitted me for the role like anybody else. Uh -huh. But I was in my young 20s at the time, probably. It was mid-20s, baby. I won't even give myself that much credit. I was about mid-20s. And, um, and, I mean, I spent eight years of my life on ABC. Mm -hmm. They and, knew you. Yeah. And it's like, you know, people need to know that about our business. It was like, that role was not offered to me. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, they said, if he wants the role, we want to pre-read him first. Okay. So pre-read, for people who don't know, means we want you to come in and read with the casting director before you're even allowed to see the producer so she doesn't get yelled at. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. So, wow. so it was like, you know, that's that's like a, that's an ego check. Yeah. Wow. And so it was like, all right. So I got my car, drove down to Manhattan Beach. Y'all had amazing studios, thanks to Mr. Kelly. And um, I pre-read, and she was, you know, Mildly surprised, like, oh wow, this, you, you're really convincing as a young, recently graduated law student. Okay, yeah. So she's like, can you come back, you know, in about four hours or so for the actual audition? And of course, I've been checked now, so I'm like, yes, I'm, I will come back. And then I was in the parking lot and I was walking, and now at this point, I've come back. I'm seeing guys there who were there for the role. Mm -hmm. 
and we're there to play a young attorney, just graduated, big recruit, and Denny is about to offend me mm-hmm. and not even know that he's done it. Typical right. Denny, right? And I'm walking to the audition, and I see this drink. This drink looks amazing, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it does. I'm walking to the audition on the lot again for the second time in the same day, and I see a brother walking past me with a black suit, a black shirt, and like a kente cloth tie. Wow. He and- came dressed. <laughs> right? Homie came dressed And I was like, he doesn't get what this role is about. So if I'm up against him, okay. I'm really liking my chances yeah, like right down, now. One down. Because I, <laughs> I had a white shirt and a muted tie and a gray suit. Uh-huh. All right? So so my confidence is now, so I already killed the pre-read. Now I'm passing security, uh, 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 <laughs> who just ran for the same role. And I booked the job. Now let's have a drink and I'll tell you right. what happened after. And uh, cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. I, I, th- I feel like we're cheers on you booking that job right now. Yes. Yeah. No, it was it was a turning point. It was. Oh, that's amazing. That's grown man. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Wow. No, Thank I'm you. serious, brother. That, Thank that, you. I appreciate you're gonna that. You're going to ask people to drive a long way just to talk in somebody's side bedroom. <laughs> this, is, this is... Whoa, 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 whoa. This used to be a side bedroom. <laughs> this is... There's Ninja Turtle toys right here. Yeah, this used to be a side bedroom. (laughs) I don't know what to do with all the toys. This is... But the drink, I know what to do with. No, no, I'm serious, man. I got nothing but compliments. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. By the way, just so you know, and I always have to tell people this, because Elliot is not... He's a a home mixologist, Mm. but he is also an animation producer. He's Mm. also in the business. There it is. Yeah. But you know how But he will never be judged for his animation. He will never be judged for it. <laughs> I think oh, well, he will great. be. That is great to know. I think he will be. Oh, I'm judging. <laughs> so you said that was a toy, that, that was a turning point when yeah. you did the yeah. the Boston Legal thing. Yeah, it was in it was, what way? It was a turning point because it was the first time that ABC hired me outside of Family Matters for anything. Wow. And they and they made you prove yourself. Oh, and they really like. It's important. I like to share that with young actors too. That it's like. This is the only business where tenure does you no good. You can you can you know, you can help establish your quotes for television, but even with that, you know, you've got the streaming services now that are adding instability to that. Yeah. And I think the sooner you learn that, the better you can psychologically deal with it as opposed to have it hit you like a ton of bricks, mm-hmm. like it hit me with no adult to say, "Don't be shook." This is life. This is the way it is. Mm-hmm. I even teach my daughter right now. I'm like, every phrase, phase of life, baby, like you're going to become a kindergartner all over again. Wow. And I'm going to be there to make fun of you and let you know you're a kindergartner. That way mm-hmm. you'll be comfortable with it. So when you go to middle school, you know, in two years, you'll it'll, be a kindergartner over. all over yeah, again. Yep. When you go, and, it, and it doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, even if you have a bunch of money in the bank or a big Q rating or any of that crap. Nah, they put me through the paces. So... Book the job, was really excited because it was a drama and it was also a show that I watch. So, you know, not all the time do we get a chance to be on a show that we enjoy yeah, watching. Absolutely. Sometimes you're there to work and we hit our rocks like Barney and Fred and we go home like anybody else. <laughs> we make the gravel. Right. right. So even running into this brother on the show, you know what I'm saying? It was like everything was coming to life, right? And so I did, my scene was with Renee Candace 
and Candace Bergen and and um, and of course the great William Shatner. <laughs> so, so we do this scene, and I mean it was just like it was amazing. William was supposed to offend me, and uh, he didn't know that I was like this top law recruit for their firm. So he said some things to me that were just completely yeah. off the cuff, and the whole firm had to just kind of clean it up for him. And so in rehearsals, um, he treated me like I was really young, which was absolutely the way it was supposed to go. But he pinched my cheek <laughs> to punctuate his, oh my God. His, his, his line of dialogue. Yeah. He just reached across and he kind of gave it a good jiggle, <laughs> you know, a good jiggle. And so um, when he did it, you know, it was, it's, it's kind of a rule of thumb amongst actors. If you want to, you can do whatever you want. Ad lib, do whatever you, whatever the directors or producers will let you get away with. Hey, that's between y'all. But the second you touch me, you should probably kind of clear it with the other actor or involve Give me a little heads up. Yeah, involve yeah. him. Yeah. Bill not like that. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill Shatner, he's, he's a bit of a bull in the china shop. So Bill reaches across, he jiggles my cheek, he does it the first time. <laughs> I've never heard this story. I'm so happy. No, I've never chatted with you. So I, I didn't say anything. You know, I didn't say anything because I'm starting to learn certain things also about being, you know, low man on the total pole. And um, and he did it again. And then he did it a third time. And then by about the fourth time, we were, we were camera up. And the director was real smooth. You know, the real, the real art of directing is a good director knows how to manage egos. I learned that from Bill Condon when I did Dream Girls. And it was what he didn't do I was more impressed by than mm -hmm. what he did. Mm -hmm. Because he had everybody on that set. Right. I've never rehearsed inside of a ring of bodyguards before. All right. So, um, wow. so anyway, the director comes in after the third third rehearsal and then he says, okay, we're all set. Ready? Get on. I said, Bill, do me a favor. This part, we just, we don't need it. And then he tries to skedaddle off really quickly. Before Bill can... Before Bill... <laughs> <laughs> you already know that. You already know. That's what I'm so he tries to skedaddle off real quick back to the monitors before before Bill can stop him. And Bill was like, I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, this part. Just, you know, we don't need it. And I could tell he was just trying to sweep it away yeah. real quick. Yeah. And I hadn't said anything. Because my attitude was almost like I had made the conscious decision. I'm like... It's a little over-the-top move, but it's this man's show, and it is what it is. And, uh, and so Bill was like, no, hold on. Stop the cameras. We need to have a conversation about this. So when he did that, I instinctively noticed Candace and one of the cameramen take a step back. Like they took a physical step back and like looked down and around. Wow. Like we're going to be here for a while. Oh, wow. And so that was my cue to shut the F up and see how this played out. Yeah, yeah. And so um, the director tried to explain his position, and then Bill was just like, well, I think my character's a bull in a shiny shop, and he's a young chap, and, uh, you know, and I just think it's a natural move. I don't see what the big deal is. And the director kept trying to give narrative, you know, motivations, blah, 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 nothing. Acting words. Acting, acting words. words, exactly. Right. He's, he's, he's trying to refer to the pamphlet and it's just not <laughs> working. It's not It's not working, right? Even Renee decided to jump in. I was like, oh, and even Candace looked at him like, fool, right? <laughs> right? So when it got down to it, when it got down to it, um, 
after so much deliberation, and I'm standing right there, Bill Shatner turns to me and he goes, well, do you mind if I pinch your cheek? And I'm like, whoa. And I said, well, you know, it's character consistent for you. Um, but I would agree with the director. It's, you don't have to do it. <laughs> and I mind you, now I've had five minutes to craft what I'm going to say right, when, if, right, if he even right, came to me. Right, though. right, right. So then with me saying that, finally, he's just like, well, fine. I won't do it. And yeah. you know, he talks like this, yeah. well, fine. Yeah. I won't do it. Yeah. Big pauses and everything, right? Yeah, he gets the full shatter. Right, the full shatter, right? Yeah. So then, but then he tells the, the, so the, the director, like, okay, great. Let's say, he said, but I want to say something. I think you're wrong. He says to the director, <laughs> and I think you've been wrong, wrong a lot this week, and I don't think you're going to be coming back. <gasps> wow. I remember the director's name was John. Which one of your director's name was John? And I had never seen a move like this of such grandeur out of an actor yet. Now, I've seen many since, but wow. like I said, it was in my mid-20s or whatever. And, um, and so we did the scene. <laughs> Now we're shooting it. We, we, we're getting back down to work, what we've been paid to do. <laughs> and and, um, and I did a look. It was just like a slow burn after he did what he did where I looked over to, to Candace. And they said, cut. And then he said, uh, William says, he says, you're good. you got a future in this business. That was a Jack Benny take. Do you know who he is? And again, I'm like, you know, I've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> and the cameraman, the same one who stepped back, looked from around the camera uh, because William didn't know who I was. Yeah. And so the whole experience was so humbling Wow. that Captain wow. Kirk is in a scene with Steve Urkel and <laughs> Captain Kirk doesn't know who Urkel is. Wow. And that kind of stuff in our business happens all the time. And people play these pecking order games and it's more about how you finesse yeah. those moments than it is how talented you think you are. And I love sharing those kind of stories. Cheers. Uh, you know, uh, but oh, you never no, knew that went down. No, no, no yeah. when I was there that week. I missed I missed all of that. Oh no, no, no. Oh, you, you would have had pop I was corn. Uh, <laughs> well, I me, was I was in the dressing room. Well, let me <laughs> let me ask you a question then, because that kind of that kind of leads to the question. I mean, how hard was it for you to fight that? that typecasting because i'm i mean this business pigeonholes people uh in a, in a big way and so I, I think it's funny though that, that because it's like i don't believe in typecasting i i just believe that we have a system that has used that word to discriminate mm -hmm. but for me typecasting is actually simple your ass can't act right if you're not a good actor you will be typecast sure um, I don't see any problems with Harry Potter moving on, Mr. Daniel Radcliffe. Right. I don't see any problems with um, Ed O'Neill moving on. Um, but there are certain people also, you know, just depending on what the need is at the time, that are afforded more opportunities but, than, than others. But but I will say this, in, in that same voice, I think Hollywood can get pretty narrow-minded. Yes. And yeah. go, Which is yeah. that guy does that. I want to just keep seeing that guy exactly. do yeah, that that's until really people what, yeah. are sick of that guy. Right. Like for doing me, that. I can look at you and I'm like, I'm proud of you even as a man seeing you even at this weight, right? Mm. Whereas somebody else might tell you 
Hey, Gary. And I'm sure you've heard this. Come oh, yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gary, if you want to keep working, you've got to put the weight back uh, on. Uh, yeah, I've heard Tell that. me you really? have heard that. Uh, yeah. In, Thank you. In fact, I already, it, I'm like, I know. I know it, my business. It made me actually think of doing a movie where I'm like my size now. And they're like, dude, we really want you for this part. But we need you to be heavier. So then in the movie, I like have a custom made fat suit built. So it's just... <laughs> Thinner Gary having to play Fat Gary in order to I, steal. That would be an awesome well, I, indie movie, I, and you should write that it's, tomorrow. It's, okay, so. it's happening. That's it. Oh, yeah. Every episode now lately, it's lately has been we come up with an, another TV or movie idea. So this one's happening. L- folks. Let me tell you, in in that same time that you're talking about right now, I had booked a movie. I was 300 and either 20 or 30 pounds. I get an audition because right around that we had the writers, whatever strike it was. Right, right. So, have an audition. I'm at 320, 330. I have an audition for a character that was 320, 330, blah, blah, blah. Describe me to a T. I do the audition. I get the movie. I go to a screen test, and they're in the back whispering, and they go, the director comes up to me and goes, I hate to say this. I know you're the weight that this character says. You just don't seem it. it. Would you be offended if we put a fat suit on you? And I'm already like 320, 330. Wow. And, he, and I go... You want to put a fat suit on top of my own fat? You go right ahead. <laughs> like, but it was. There's some moments as an actor where you just have to say, "I'm yeah. gonna let y'all play. I'm yeah. gonna let y'all do whatever the hell you go want. Ahead. You have paid for me to be your puppet today." Yeah. <laughs> wow, though that, yeah. that wow. Okay. Yeah, but it, and it was in that in that exact same time right. that you and I were uh, down there. Yeah. Now the next time, we, <laughs> well, I don't want to go too deep into this. I don't want. I, I really don't. But the next time we worked together was actually we were on the phone together for a second i think you know my buddy Derek hughes yeah that's my man we were riding along i miss him man in his space ghost car one day and he i like, missed that hey julia what's up so uh but then the next time we worked together was uh we both did a movie that's still to be coming out elliot oh, call called fifth of july Okay. Uh, that we both did. Uh, Jalil was the star of it. Stop that! No, don't th- you? Don't, he's already passing. No, the buck. I know whose name. <laughs> he's already. He's already passing the buck. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, in Hollywood, there's a thing called a call sheet. <laughs> Fuck now, you. Now, <laughs> on a call sheet, uh, much in as in much of a of the world is uh, arranged numbers, numerical orders. The star of a film. TV show, cartoon, the star on a call sheet is always has a number by it. And that would be one. It would say one period space and then the actor's name. Beside the one in this film mm-hmm. on the call sheet yeah. was a young man named Jalil White. So that's why you were the star of it. He was number one on the call sheet. That means Let me tell you, you are the star. If I had ever understood what it meant to be number one on the call sheet, I would have marched onto Warner Brothers set as a teenager with a giant sword and said, change it right now, fuckers. And yeah. I will never be anything less. <laughs> okay? But I didn't learn that way. So I was probably seven or eight on the call sheet then. And yeah. you don't understand the politics between seven and eight and number one on the mm-hmm. call it's sheet. It's a very big difference. It's a very big difference. But listen, the the I think the script could have been something special. Um, I don't think they had enough money, which yeah. is annoying. Um, it's just annoying. But they because they they somehow got the mo- they got the movie made, but it could have used more money. But bottom line, they needed more money. 
Yeah. It, there's a there's a baseline of money where a to me a director that's worth his grain of salt says I'm not making this movie unless I have that much money. Sure. Um, if I were a director, I certainly would hold that line. And the reason why is because the last thing I would ever want is talent around town looking at me like, oh shit, that guy just came in the room. Get out of here. <laughs> that's the last thing. That's the last thing that I, I would want. So um, the movie's premise was really, really simple. A guy met a young lady online and um, and they built an entire relationship via texting and emailing and everything online. And he's a bit of an, I'm not going to say he's a nerdy guy, but he's just a bit socially awkward. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he's really excited about this connection that he's made online. And he's going to go pick her up from the airport. There's a huge amount of symbolism here because as far as he's concerned, he's ready to get married. Yeah. Mm. But the entire movie is about everything that keeps him from getting to the airport to pick her up. And that's, but by the way, that that's a good concept. That, yeah, it yeah. is. It, that's like a Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get from point A right. to point B. Yeah, very yeah. simple. Right. But all the crap all, that's all right. that happens in between. So, right. so this guy plays the most entertaining character in the whole shit. Mm. Like, where were you on the call sheet, Gary? I was probably like 22. <laughs> yeah, 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 look at him. Look at him. He's passing the buck. I, was not I near. hate you right now. I, I, I'm going to go find the call Gary sheet. Gary was three. I, I, was not, I, was not, I was not close on the call sheet. I was not close on the call sheet. But Gary played, and, and, and actually when they offered me the role, they told me that he was in the movie. Well, they offered, good. by the way, good Hollywood game. They offered me the role by telling me that Jalil was in the movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. For real. So I told him, okay, so we're going to just air all the laundry. <laughs> I, so well, my, by the way, can't wait for the movie to come out. Oh, you know what? Go to hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, coming to a streaming service near you. So, anyway, look. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, Our careers are over. So, it was like, so I'd rather drink. So, <laughs> my daughter's education is paid for. I'm good. So, okay, okay. So, uh, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is getting too real. This is getting too real. Um, my manager, when he called me, you know, I'm only allowed to say something smart to my manager. I'm not allowed to say anything too smart on set. Otherwise, you're considered to be difficult. Right. So I save all my smart questions for my manager. Yeah. And then you get over it emotionally then. And I said, you know, Chris, this entire film is undermined by a little thing called Uber. If a guy needs to pick up a woman from the airport in this day and age, there's a million ways to make sure that she gets picked up and he stays in communication with her. Yeah. There's really no need to go through all this shit that this guy's going through. So my manager's very gay, very loving, very in tune with me, and he goes, Oh, Jalel, it's a real offer. Just take the movie. <laughs> it was a real offer. It was it was yeah. a real And this is how things get decided. That's it's right, like right. right, it's like and so my co-star at the time was supposed to be Ashanti. Okay. Which I was really nervous about because apparently she was very difficult to get in a room. Like it just it was always one excuse after the next why she couldn't be there. So I don't prejudge anybody. I didn't even because know this. of the whole I keep learning because things. of the whole typecasting thing. Mm-hmm. I accept anybody. I actually find I have a better time in Hollywood by not admiring anyone anymore and, <laughs> and just waiting to discover who might like me. Right. So I don't admire you. 
right? <laughs> right? And you get like the best people that come up to you. It's just like, wow. Like, I just want to see you at a party, shake your hand, and tell people, I don't admire you. <laughs> <laughs> I have no love for you. So, so um, we couldn't get Ashanti in the room for a chemistry read. And um, wow. I was very nervous because they were dead set more on Ashanti than me. Uh-huh. And I don't take that personal. That's sure. fine. I'm not dissing her. But, you know, for distribution's sake, a lot of these people have perceptions of stardom that are just wacky. Yeah. Like, we really live in an Instagram world, and I find myself spend, explaining Instagram to old people in charge all the time in Hollywood. And it's like fucking annoying. It's probably like the most annoying shit that I that I live with every day yeah. in this business because I'm like, this little app is actually more important than all of television. And you don't get it. Mm. And um and so they get designs about who is a star. What we know. What Gary and I know and why I'm here with you guys enjoying this very tasty it's beverage. Delicious right? beverage. This Thank delicious, you. It's, it's not, impeccably made beverage. And it's not not strong. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It, this is a beverage for men with hair on their chest. Yes. Yeah. For me, we know in between the lines of action and cut, there is a professionalism that matters. It's a professionalism that's going to get you through your day. It's a professionalism that's going to let you see at the monitors you have something to sell. And if that professionalism that I spoke of, that was Mr. James Spader, that was even Mr. Bill Shatner, that was, you know, if that doesn't pop, you're in trouble. Yep. Now you have some celluloid on your hands or some digital footage that people are just kind of like, yeah, I'll give you $3 for instead of $3 million for. Right. So, um, yeah, you didn't even see all the casting nonsense no, uh, no, that we no, went no, through no. with that. And obviously, you know, at the last minute, she ankled the film. She dropped out. They had to cast elsewhere, blah, 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 blah. And I just, I always kind of feel like as a performer that I can save things with tone. If you nail the tone, the audience is actually very forgiving. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and... Um, I just felt like at certain times he let certain other performers around me get over the top. And then he there was a scene where he put the producer in the film with me. Like the actual producer All had right. a role in the film. And so we started rehearsing and the scene called for him to slap me. And so people want to grab your face. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> what the, oh, what is that about I, that Jalil white cheek? It's a luscious cheek. Oh, yeah. I want you encouraging people out here at bars hey, man, because hey, we drinking on this, fi- ever, on this podcast. <laughs> don't try me, all right? All right this, <laughs> these were professional settings. At Vons. <laughs> Specifically at Vons. And if you're at Ralph's, grab a weight. <laughs> you're at Vons, don't touch his face at Vons. So the producer in rehearsals didn't pull the slap. He slapped shit out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to I, shut down your podcast. I, I didn't mean to shut down. He, he slapped shit out That of was probably not a good day on set for no. most people. So I jumped up, and I'm like, what the F is wrong with this guy? Like, are you serious? Like, first rehearsal out the gate, this guy thinks it's okay to just haul back and just slap the shit out of me. And he was, I could tell he was apologetic or whatever, but just like, on some amateur shit, like this is not a rushing slapping was contest. A, like, what a, are you? Was he an actor 
at all? No. And, and he I was the even, producer. And I didn't know, first of all, I didn't know what a Russian slapping contest is. Hey, well, look it up on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know what a kiss fight is, but I don't know a Russian slapping contest. He was not an actor at all. No, he was a producer. He was producer, but he thought, it's okay. Man, listen, listen. It wasn't even, he didn't even, it wasn't even a misunderstanding slap. It was a whack. I'm supposed to really hit this guy in the face. And it was like, I had to just jump up and walk away from this cat. And everybody's like, whoa, on the set. Because it was like, I just wanted to choke his ass. I mean, it would have been an easy kill, but right, that's right. not, again, easy kill, long lawsuit. So it was like, right, I know. Right, right, that's you true. Know, yeah, that's, true. That's, Think of what happens after the kill. Exactly. Right. That's, that's maturity. But I'm like, <laughs> that whole production, man, was just like, what a funny summer it I, was. I literally hope it comes together, cuts together to be one of the most incredible movies in the world. You know what? It would be great if it did. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if, if it did? If it just came together. If it there, just you came know, there are funny moments in the film. I can defend those. There are funny moments in the You've film. You've seen the film? Yeah. Oh, the, I, have, the, I haven't seen the film. There are funny, because I had to go when in. When you're number 28 on that call sheet. You know what? You, you keep falling down the call sheet. You get to see the right? film. You see yeah. the move. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. you see the move. No, it's, get, tactical, yeah, it's, it's tactical, dog. It's tactical. It's not humility here. It's tactical. I'm just saying. He's exiting stage left, people. Uh, you, don't even get the, you don't get to see the film until, not when it comes out in the theaters. Not when it shows up on TV. When you rent the VHS when your grandson says, "Hey, my friends found this old movie mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're in." That's when you get to see the I film see, when I you're see. number twenty nine. Yeah. You know what? I just it, there's it's it's weird because it's like for me, I I can't stand how much data has infiltrated our business. What you mean? Well, you know the multitude of reasons why a film or a project gets greenlit to move forward very rarely have to do with human instinct anymore. Yeah. Uh, or chemistry, or I saw something special there, or this is a timely subject matter. Or No, it's this guy's a star, and we have the data overseas to say that he's this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and, oh, this person's hot because she's fresh off of this. Yeah. And these two fools may have never even met. You know, They may be you know, wow. on mm-hmm. Gemini on Libra, and they've got nothing in common or whatever. And they will put them on a set with no rehearsal ever and say action with millions of dollars behind them to discover on screen there's nothing magical happening. And so that's what I mean where I'm like, data moves our business, and I just, I get this sense, I've always gotten this sense from Gary, that he is part of the old guard of instinct and visionaries, where we just can feel it. Like, I don't need any ratings, bro. Yeah. I don't need any ra- I've been around this business for, I've, I've been, my sad card says 1979. All right. Jeez. And, and. I don't need any That's rating. real. I don't need, and, 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 I, and I hope for anybody listening, it doesn't even come off cocky because it shouldn't. My SAG card says 1979. There's a little book that says if you do anything for more than 10,000 hours, you're technically an expert. Yeah. So regardless of what you think of any of my performances, I've been around this business for so long that I can survive stories like the Bill Shatner story without it affecting my career negatively and it's just funny and we can drink yeah. about it later. Yeah. And that's the name of the game is to survive enough of those stories that if you're lucky, 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 you get to stand on the stage and maybe get like a really cool trophy for the shit. Get trophies. <laughs> right? Man, we got to get these trophies. 
Damn straight. I'm in it for the. I'm literally you're, only I, in it. For that's the what you say and then, listen, every day. I come from the era when Eddie Murphy pointed the shit out for everybody. Yeah. And everybody's looking at the screen like, is he really doing this? <laughs> is he really calling out to Oscars for not giving them to black people? Wow. And now they just give them away to black people they every every year. They yes, they, they you yeah. know they just. Right. It's like, they have hey, a room full of black Oscars. They have a room yeah. full of black Oscars every year. <laughs> every now. one of these got to be handed out. How many do we got this week? Right. This year, 32. We got to give out all 32 of these black Oscars. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. to have lived the arc of what that is, you know. So you were a kid kid. Actually. Yeah, man. In 79, uh, my first commercial was a, a Kellogg's um, cereal commercial. And then after that, I did a Toys R Us commercial. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Oh, yeah. They got a million toys. It's Toys R Us. I can play with from so bikes I, to chains to video, video games. games. There's a million the toys stores. There is. Gee whiz. Yep. Oh, <laughs> so um, I um, I was this big four year old kid with an afro, but my mom gave a damn, and I could read. So when I went on the audition, they had all of the words up, and uh, for the song. And I had a really good memory. And so I went in on the audition, kept this giant afro, and I sang the song. And so I booked the job. That was my second job, or third job, one of the two. Um, and then after that, I did about probably about 50 national commercials. My biggest guest spot was the Jeffersons. I, I remember that one because Whoa, I was actually, I saw every Jefferson. I got to go back and see Yeah, yeah, see yeah, yeah, now. yeah. I was, what I, was that episode? I played a piano, a kid on a, uh, uh, a piano, and I was a snobby kid in a recital competing against Louise's granddaughter. Oh, I got to go back. It's an awesome episode. It's awesome. it's awesome because I was in D.C. at the time with my parents uh, visiting some friends, and our, our my agent called and asked for me to come back for an audition. So that's like a big thing for yes. to ask in the 80s, your, your, a family to be like, end your vacation no. early right, yeah. right, that right. you saved for. This ain't like, we weren't rich <laughs> that you saved yeah. for. Yeah. Matter of fact, we stayed at the Howard University Hotel. Oh, wow. Next to the, I think it was the Weber Bread Factory. Because I remember as a kid, like, smelling the bread every morning and being excited about they're making uh, bread over there. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, and to come back. That was a historically black college university yes. hotel. Yes. HBCUH. Yes. yes. And then um, she asked us to come back early for an audition. And so my mom said, fine. My mom just had a hunch and was like, all right. And we came. And um, I remember a guy walking in the, in the waiting area for that audition. And just random white guy in jeans just comes up to me and he's just like, you know your lines? And I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm a really little kid. And, uh, <laughs> and he was like, say them for me right now. So I guess now looking back on it, he was one of those kind of executive producers that was like, just get me a kid who freaking knows his lines. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Or at least don't waste my time. Don't waste my with time. Some kid with, right, right, yeah. right. So, so I was nervous because even at that age, I knew not to deliver my performance in front of the other kids that I'm competing against because they may copy Steal your me. Stuff. Right. Yeah. So I'm kind of hesitant. I'm looking around at my mom, and my mom was never really a good source of his, you know, confidence. <laughs> And she's like, do what you want to do, baby. <laughs> and the man is talking to you. <laughs> and, and then, um, and then um, the guy says, he eases my my concerns. And he's like, I'm the executive producer. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Ba-dum, tap dance. Boom. Unload my lines on it. He was like, okay, not bad. And I booked the job. 
That was again. That was like another pre-read they just sent yeah, you on yeah. to some dude walking around. Yeah. So uh, again, Hollywood lesson: if anybody ever approaches you in the street and asks you to perform, go ahead and do it. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> just do, we're just giving out Hollywood lessons. That's here. very helpful, dude. So you really started as like commercial, 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 commercial. Mm. Was the Jeffersons your the, first? The, the, um, I did a movie of the week with Charlie Sheen. You know, back when MLWs mattered. Uh, and it was a good touching scene. I had to cry, that whole thing. Uh, I did. did he hit your face? I thought that Charlie was a different person. He didn't back hit you then, in the man. face. Charlie was a I different mean, person. I'm just saying. Shatner hit your face. Producer <laughs> hit your face. Charlie was cool as Next hell. Next time man. I do a movie with you, you I'm bet coming you for that face. Yeah, don't, don't try <laughs> me. I don't care what happens after. <laughs> I'm coming for that face. Um, so you and Charlie Sheen. Yes, I worked with Charlie Sheen. I worked with a lot of cool people, man. Young, young. I did my favorite. Um, child actor was a kid named Bryce Beckham. Who Bryce was, Beckham, who he, that is? He played uh, Wesley on a show called Mr. Belvedere. Of course. Oh, oh he oh, played yeah. the kid yeah. in Mr. Belvedere. And I, and okay, I, Brian. Okay. And it's like, again, you know, I have a different bar for what stardom is. You know, it's like, I don't care who you try to tell me is a star. Whoever moved me with a performance, as far as I'm concerned, they're a star. Yeah. And as a kid, you grew up watching Kirk Cameron's, the Alyssa Milano's, or whatever, and... Bryce Beckham, to me, was the funniest kid wow. on TV. This dude's timing was just like, anything he said just made you laugh, squabbling with Mr. Belvedere. So I got a chance to do an episode of Mr. Belvedere. Oh, wow. And I thought so that you were on your, you were on the show. Yeah, so I was like, I was that kid. kid that was on the show next to the kid that I think is really funny. And, you know, so these are all things, you don't even realize it in your journey of life. These are all things that are pushing you to get better okay. and to hone wow. your own craft and to, you know what I'm right. saying? So. so, okay, here comes another show idea. All right. With all these remakes they're doing, they just did the Jeffersons, <laughs> they just did All in the Family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We take Jalil. Yep. As an adult. Yep. The man he is before us, drinking. He, he brought his own plastic monkey to put on his drink. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere without a plastic monkey. I don't blame him. And when he flies, he's yep. loaded. He buys an airplane seat for it. Take him. Put him in all those shows that he used to be in, but now, as an adult, it's Jalil. As an adult, there you're on the set of Mr. Belvedere hey. with Jalil's adult learning, his his knowing, as you like to say. Sure, yeah, that's how I say it. Yeah, but recreating the roles that he did. Hey, as, they just did the Jefferson Live. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I There's would be precedent. happy to put on my old outfit. There's precedent. <laughs> Challenge Louise's granddaughter. <laughs> There's. Precedent. There now. is. There is. I keep another creating. hit. I keep creating. Uh kitty kid actor. Now, some kid actors who, who made it as a kid, some of them are like, don't, don't want to talk about it. Done with it. Happened. Right. Over. Blah. How are you in that? Because I did not experience what you did. Like you literally grew up acting. You were making a check as a child actor. Mm -hmm. How are you now? Is it okay? Or is it like Man, that happened. I'm doing this over here now. You know, because we're friends. Yep. You know and, me. And it's me and you. What, you what, know ain't nobody listening what to What do you podcast. think? Like, I, I, you sometimes. I don't, no, I don't no, seriously, know. like sometimes. I don't know, and here's why I don't know. No, I would just take a guess. I'm I've like, just curious. You've talked to me enough. You, okay. you, you follow here, me on the ground. You what know I my think. sense of humor. You're in my I, DMs. Here's you know what, what I think. Here's what I think. I think. I think you're always creating, and you're always doing stuff. So it's not that big a deal for you that, yeah, I did that, and I'm also doing it. I think you're a yes 
and guy as a yes as opposed to a yes but guy. The yes but guys are, yeah, I did that, but look what I'm doing too now. It's like, yeah, I did that, and look at this new crap I'm creating over here. That's what I think. Great assessment. Uh, did I win? Yeah, you won, you won the prize. Yeah. You, you don't have a button to press where there's cheering and stuff or oh. whatever. Oh, <laughs> Elliot's gone. Oh, he hang will on. Are oh, you slow on the trigger? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. Come I didn't on, have it. Man. I just, didn't have it queued up. You got put, to stay ready, man. I gotta find the. You, you, you missed out on selfies out. with Sean Connery being this slow, man. As you, you just said, out. as you You're just said, right. as you just said, this is the side bedroom. You can't, <laughs> you can't expect too much in the upstairs side bedroom, man. Where the hell is that app? Oh, now he said on camera, where the hell is that app? Oh, my gosh. Can I work for Howard Stern? No. no. Big, big boy, out of the question. No. Where the hell? like, I can't find it. I had it out oh, the other day. This is I'll the find it. Day. I'll find it, and then we'll just we'll just recreate it. Okay. We're we'll just going to take two. Yeah. You're right. drinking too much fine stuff. Right. Yeah, I think that's, that's what happens when the liquor gets good. good. No, you're, you're doing some voiceover stuff too, right? Am I crazy? I, I've always done voiceover stuff. I just did two episodes right. of DuckTales for Disney. I played a genie. Um, I, I'm... Are you coming for Will Smith with your genie? Oh, Is it going to be genie v. genie? Will, Will, genie versus genie? Will hovers above us. So, um, I um, I was also the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog for over yes. 100 episodes. Oh, yeah. uh, that's been interesting because, unfortunately, I've had to deal with the fallout of what's happened with the movie. Wait, wait, what is... Are you voicing in the no, movie? They ne- again, they never called So anyone. why do you have to deal with the, vo- the fallout? Because fans, again, we live in a different era, man. Mm-hmm, that's you know, true. Fans have direct connect. Because yep. you are also, to those fans, you are Sonic the to Hedgehog. To those fans, I am Sonic. And, and are and, they blaming you and, for the weird and, model? And No, they're not yeah. blaming me at all. The fans are actually being extremely complimentary and saying, why is Jaleel White not in the project? Mm. No. You know, because I understand that rejection can be God's protection, I don't, there seems to be something. I'm going to write it down. You write that one there, down. There, there seems to be something wrong with the DNA of of this Paramount movie. Yeah. They've already pushed it back. They're going to go and the fans have bashed it enough that they're going to go back and tinker with their finished product, which is never a good sign. No. Uh, I'm not wishing bad upon anybody, but people really have to understand. This is a game of egos out here, which is really unfortunate for people like myself, and I'm gonna throw Gary in this bus too you because don't have to. yeah. I think we're I you know I'm I I think I'm a true collaborator, and when I say a true collaborator, I mean I'm threatened by nobody. I've met everyone, um, and and I again I don't say that to be cocky. I mean that to say when you've met Michael Jackson, if you've met Michael Jordan, you've met Muhammad Ali, and you've met all these people when you were a kid, it's like who are you gonna throw at me next? Yeah, somebody from Disney Channel with 80 million followers, yeah. like okay. Yeah. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Yeah, and, and that's why I mean I actually get more joy in this day and age, at this you know where I am now, from being introduced to the people who are equally a fan of mine that I never would have guessed. Yeah, I'm like, wow, okay, really, this this individual, okay, cool. You should almost guess that everyone is a fan of yours. That's kind of. You. I mean, no, no, for real, you're not going to say your name. Or any of the characters you played named, and people go except Shatner. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. other, than, other than that, he every, told me I had a future in this business. He but said, that you, is, he said you, see, you got a future. See, in this that, is, that to me, to me, out, out of that whole story of him grabbing your cheek, to me, to me, that is the takeaway of that whole thing. Okay. He don't know you from Jack. 
You've just opposed what he just said uh, of the uh, grabbing the cheek is a good idea. You just opposed it. He doesn't know you. Yep. And still, his takeaway was, you're good. You got a future in this business. Yeah. Yeah. You won. Oh, I, believe me, when I left that set, I felt like yeah. a winner. But I yeah. felt like a winner for my conduct. Yeah. I felt like a winner because I paid attention to Candace and that cameraman, cameraman and, and their body language when it was all going down with the director. Wow. And, you know, that director, quite frankly, threw himself under the bus to protect the integrity of his scene yeah. or and or me. I don't even know where the director's head was. Yeah. I know instinctively if you looked at it on the screen, it was just a weird move. It was just like, yeah. don't do that. Why I, are you doing that? Homie? I got, I'm, I I am Elliot and yeah. all the things I have to do today. Yep. All the things I have to do. Yep. It's, it's so many. Uh, I'm going to, it's so many things. It's so many things. Peel some parsnips. Mm. I'm going to go back and look and see who that director was. Yeah. Right now, I can't wait. Right to after see I know his name was John. I'm making it easy for yeah. you. Yeah. His name was John. Oh, I remember. Easy to look up the episode. And he was too. cool. He was. Hey, listen. He was cool as hell how he handled it. He was. You know. He was. Even when William told him that, it was like I don't think you're coming back. You know. And it was just like it got. You know. That awkward silence on the set. You know, he didn't respond back or whatever. He was like, okay, let's get started. You know, he was thinking about his family and kids, man. Yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, what else are you going to do? I mean, it's like, you can't, it's like, no, 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 you, no, no, you, no. You, gotta, you can't fight the gorilla. No, people do. Well, I know, but 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 but, there's, there's, but it's not that's not the that, that's not the best self-preservation move. No, yeah. it's not. But that's, you know, that's that's what our industry breathes life into. You know, there's so many people, especially back in the day, it was so much easier. See, now we have social media. Mm -hmm. It's important to talk about that. I always, it somehow brings yeah. social media into any discussion that I have about show business. Because, you know, Judy Garland was the first Lindsay Lohan. And if you understand social media, then you understand what I just said. Right. You know, the studio, it was in their best interest to never let the audience understand the troubles that Miss Garland were going was going through, uh -huh. and so they protect they protected their investment. They didn't protect her because they loved her anymore. They protected their investment, right, right, by making sure that she was always pristine in front of an audience. Well, the second behind the scenes gained as much currency as in front of the camera. All bets were off. Yeah. And so now we will show you the ascent and we will show you the crash and we'll sell it all. Right. And, and that's, it's really, it's a sad, sad tale of how that is in, in our business, but it's a real, real, real reality. That's true. I, I was shooting something once and uh, there's an actor on there, uh, a, younger than me, but he was out here during the, the bad boy times. And by that, I mean... I can only imagine. He, he, said, he said these before things. me too, John. No, yeah, well, well, not well. Yes, 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 and but he said something to me that I was not out here for. I came out here when I was already older. He said we were, we were shooting something. He goes, "Oh man, remember the days when you could get in trouble and get a job?" And I said, "I have no idea what you're talking about." He's like, "You know, like back in the club days when we go out to the club." And he was friends with like Lindsay and all those guys, right? He said, if anything bad happened in that club, if somebody got arrested, like he was there when they were all just pulling crazy crap. Somebody got caught doing coke, somebody did this. He's like, if you were seen with them in that photo, you know, somebody caught you coming out of that club, the next day your phone was going to ring. 
and you were going to get an offer for a job. Because you were relevant. You were yep. relevant. Right. And that's like now. That's like on your social medias. Yeah. You're relevant. It might not matter exactly why you're relevant, right. but people are talking about it. Exactly. And it's like that That alone, man, has changed the game. You know, so he and I know, Gary and I know, that in between the lines of action and cut, you know, we only have a certain number of hours here today. This right. is unionized. We got to make our day. We got to get our pages. We have to do the same thing day after day until yeah. this production is complete. Um, when you want to play games of who's more famous and who has more followers, none of that factors into that. Nope. And so we're the guys that are on set that are actually going, oh, this is going off the rails. I must behave accordingly to protect my career and to pro- <laughs> and also to help to help to help this environment. Well, that's being yeah. a professional. That's being a professional. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that but unfortunately, brother, that's whew, what <laughs> what con- Gary, I'm asking you a question. Yeah. What constitutes professionalism in this day and age that's of, of showbiz? That's hard to read. And how much does it matter to certain people? Because I have found that on certain sets, if they know you're going to bring the money in, you could be as unprofessional <laughs> as you want. That's right. But if that project comes out and it didn't bring that perceived, the money that they thought it was going to bring in, you won't be working that much anymore. But if they think the money's coming in, you can pull all kinds of crap. You can take yeah. pee breaks on the set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really, that's what I'm aspiring. To. Yeah, yeah. You can do it, but that money, that movie, better make a lot of money. Yeah, or that will be. Oh, I'm last just aspiring to have break. a pee break right here on the you know while while we're recording. But you can. But do we it. have. It's look. It's my show. Right. Like our show. I'm yep. the co-host. It's You're, like. But I don't feel like I've. I don't feel like I've hit that 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 level yet. Where I can just do it right here. You, any look, here. Here's the deal. Anyone can do it. Yeah. But not everybody should. And truly, <laughs> maybe that's nobody, what it is. Nobody, yeah, right. <laughs> nobody, anyone can do it. No one should, should do it. And even fewer can get away. Fewer right, can get right, away. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's the truth. That's a good lesson. That's Who a good lesson. Take a beat I, have, I have learned. <laughs> that, I have learned something important that, today. That is, <laughs> that is the new yeah. standard of stardom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yo, dude, that's actually good. He found something. Found oh wait, he found an app. <laughs> Oh, my God. What a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be good. If I run 26 miles and that's all I get at the uh, end of it, <laughs> F you. Yeah. Oh, I made you a lovely drink. I made you a lovely yes, drink. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Uh, this drink you can use uh. to defend anything you do except the pee break. Yeah. Is your, the, I have one child. Elliot has two children. I only have one. You have one. That's all I can afford. Do you <laughs> do you steer them away towards or just indifferent about the business? Woo! Uh, indifferent. Okay. Um, you know, I'm I'm not an overbearing parent. Um, I'm proud of what my parenting has been so far. Mm-hmm. I still have a lot more to learn. It's a big journey. She's only in the fourth grade, but I consider it. I almost get a little choked up about it because I just consider it a it's God's work for me to shepherd this child. Mm-hmm. Um, especially considering I was never married, and you know, she came of a circumstance. I really felt like that God spoke to me and was like, this child belongs in this world Hmm. Mm -hmm. and she has a purpose. And so sometimes it's hard for you to imagine as a person that somebody else is manifesting their destiny through you, Hmm. you know, that, that Jesus needed, you know, these two individuals, Mary and Joseph 
to get him to this point. Mm -hmm. And they were chosen for their values, their character, their virtues. Um, you need to tell her that every day. <laughs> she start acting up, you tell her that. <laughs> I tell her in different ways. Oh, okay. I tell her. All right. <laughs> but, um, yes, yeah, so I, I really enjoy uh, being a parent. But um, I have a feeling on some level she's going to find it. Yeah. Because. Is she interested right now in it? Um, here's the thing. My daughter won't do anything on cue. So I laugh at that. Yeah. You know, she is very much a girl. Uh-huh. And women reserve the right to change their mind. They reserve the right to do it when they want to do it. And sometimes when they decide they want to do it, it's already too late and the moment has passed and they're not accepting of that. So, um, you know, I explain to her constantly, daddy does it when they say do it. That's what makes daddy daddy. Uh-huh. I do it when they say do it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When you ever show me that you're ready to do it when at a high level it? when they say do it, <laughs> We'll talk. Yeah. Until then, have fun. So she's got these music for lunch bunches, and she sings at I don't, school. I, I, why am I not knowing? Sarah? Oh, she what goes. Is music oh, she, for lunch. Oh, yeah. She goes to a, a type of school that fosters nothing but confidence. <laughs> like, what? Like, like, like every child in, this, in my daughter's school feels like they have a right to sing in front of an audience. Ah, <laughs> and, wow. and, and any amount of any amount of booing would be bullying. <laughs> wow. So. Um, she regularly sings in front of her student body and wow. uh, picks pop culture songs that she oh, so collabs like at, at and duets with. At lunchtime where they're having lunch. Oh, yeah, it's a, dope. A student might get up and, and Oh, no, not just, it's not random. It's called Music for Lunch Bunch. Mm -hmm. And you have to audition for a particular teacher. She clears your song, makes sure that you're not going to do, you know, uh -huh. any Tupac or anything like that. And, um, and then the kids, one after another, they perform in front of the entire school. The school has lunch in the auditorium that day where you just, it's just like a revolving talent show. Like, wow. you know, who wants to come get some? Get some of this mic. That's great. It, it, listen, for confidence, it's incredible. It, it, and and as, as a parent, you know, when my daughter says she, you know, she'll tell me, she's like, she just sang Champion, um, uh, the song by, um, uh, what is it, Carrie Underwood. Um, you know, she, she'll, I can tell when she asks, like, are you, you know, are you busy on Friday? Oh, and it's like, it's music for lunch bunch. And it's like, oh, okay, damn it. I gotta, go. I, <laughs> I love, I love that idea. Oh, the, the school she goes to dog is, a, is, is a rite of passage. I, I feel honored that they accepted her. She did watching her grow here. Is just, yeah. it's, you know, we grew up, I grew up, man, going to public school. My parents were Crenshaw high school, sweethearts. You know, wow. it was a fight at every recess. You know, bus kids were bus kids. They came from that was the that was the punch punch for lunch, right? Where you just <laughs> punch people, <laughs> beat people down, <laughs> two for piece for lunch, right? It was right. So, you know, I, I I come from a completely different mentality yeah. of educational experience. Thirty six kids for one teacher. My daughter's got like you know two teachers for twenty four kids. You know, wow. and and so I even I even my friends and I joke about it. And I'm like, can you imagine how much smarter I would have been if the 23 other students in the classroom were either all as smart as me or close enough or if not towering over me mm -hmm. that there was nobody in the room who was there just to cause havoc. Right. Like most wow. public schools have oh, yeah. a percentage of the student body that are just there for daycare. 
They're just instead of going to jail, they go to this yeah. public school <laughs> and distract your kid from learning. Uh, confirmed. Got yeah. it. Like yeah. that's a different way to grow up. Yeah, that's why I sent my kid to public school. Right, but yeah. as you a boy, learn how to avoid. But again, these son, though, right? Yeah. Okay, boy. so again, we we think differently when it comes to when you get a when you get a baby. That's when you get a girl. See, see, okay, Elliot, you have one daughter, one son. Yeah, I do. You have a daughter. Yeah. I would. I, I think I would be worried all the time if I had a daughter. I really do. But you guys have grown up with daughters. I, I don't know. I find that my worries about her are the same worries that as I have your son. as my son. I would probably and, think and, that. And okay. yeah, I mean, okay. it's like I, I just want, you know, I want what's best for her. I want her to be in a situation where she can, you know, uh, fulfill, you know, her potential and find, you know, follow the in things that interest her. And like the thing that has driven her nuts, she's in eighth grade. And the thing oh, that's driven her nuts, yeah. <laughs> so the thing that's driven her nuts this year is that the kids in her school uh, and the kids in her classes are not interested in being there, and she's interested in being there and that's interested right. in learning. And that, mm, and that, I and having to be that. around, and having to be around those those kids uh, has has driven her nuts. She can't wait for school to be over. She's yeah. got she got two more weeks. Uh, by the time this airs, she'll she'll be, she'll be she'll, it'll be summertime, uh, and she is she's ready yeah. she's ready for night. She's grade. almost made to feel guilty yeah. for being interested. She doesn't. That's the great thing about her. She doesn't. But she gets him. She like I pick her up. At, I pick her up every day, and she when I get and and it, frequently she is just like Dad, I I just those kids. Yeah, <laughs> you know wow. it, it makes her mad. Listen, you don't yeah. you. So many of our problems in our society can be figured out with just. The acceptance that bad parenting is more prevalent than bad driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's scary when you when you come to that realization. Yeah. And uh, I know when it comes to my daughter, like I could tell you I, I instinctively knew I was like you were gonna be gender neutral on it like I am. You don't worry about your daughter more. Okay. Um, but what you can do is when you're when your kids are young you have an opportunity to set their peer group. And so that's actually just as important as making sure that they get all of these educational things in their mm-hmm. head. You know, oh, well, you're good at math, you're good at this, you're good at that. But this peer group. So the reality of it is I grew up well beneath my peer group. Hmm. My real peer group that I ascended to become friends with mm-hmm. Those kids went to private school. Those kids went to USC. Those kids, you know, parents were influential in the business. My parents were bus drivers and uh, worked at the post office. Mm-hmm. But my own, my own being found those kids' pedigree mm-hmm. through my own accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So if you have a daughter, man, listen, you'll let your son, like, you can say you can start any conversation with your son and say, "Listen, fool," mm-hmm. right? I can imagine myself like, "Listen, fool," you tell him to shut up right now and listen to me, even if it's only for thirty seconds. You'll never talk to your daughter that way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. With your with your daughter, you're going to be a lot more measured with your words. You're going to listen more. You're going to let her emote more. So. Since you're not even approaching this the way you would just chop it up with another dude, your son, look, man, it's just the way it is. Then to have the opportunity to set that peer group, like I love my daughter's friends. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not going to always be able to say that. But right now, today, 
I love spending money on those girls and taking them out <laughs> to the movies. And they're like, are, all, are we going to the movies with all the seats go back? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we got that. We got that. We got that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm yeah. like, I, I really, because I had an opportunity from the time she was in preschool to set her peer group. Mm-hmm. So she's only surrounded with kids whose parents care about their kids as much as their kids' development as sure. much as I care about my daughter's yeah. development. So it figures. We're going to find some exceptional girls in here. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, nah, just rip the ice skating ring. Come on. All love you. Let's go. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, you <laughs> Did convinced, I tell you? You convinced me. I'm going out to have a daughter. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Elliot, last yeah. thing I want to ask him about before you get to – please – I don't yeah. want you asking any more than two, maybe three questions okay. from the internet. All right. Please, Elliot, All right. give me this. I will. Um, we had a guest in here uh, very recently named John DiMaggio. Okay. And he was talking about a Netflix situation going on. Uh-oh. Historical uh, roast. <laughs> he said, you are brilliant. On this, he did. Did he not use he those words? He and did. You can those listen to the words. podcast yeah. and see. He said, "You are brilliant." On it's it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix now. Historical Rose. Yeah. Okay. Jeff he, Ross. And, and Jeff Ross. Is, it's his, It's just so people understand what the show is. It's a it's a comedy special uh, starring Jeff Ross called Historical Rose, and it's it's um, figures from history roasting each other. Now, who were you playing? I played. Uh, I was asked to play Nelson Mandela first. Uh huh. I was given twenty four hours to do it, and then um, that means you got to get yourself a South African accent. Quick. Yeah. Fast. <laughs> yeah. In a hurry. Did you do it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. And um. But it's funny how different actors feel different pressures because certain actors do not feel the pressure to jump into their research. Oh. In, within 24 hours <laughs> that's how it is and then you're on stage with them <laughs> ah uh-oh, so, uh-oh. but for me that's, wait who was ho- who was roasting Were, was Nelson Mandela being roasted no so Nelson Mandela um, Rosa Parks and Barack Obama oh were God. roasting MLK oh my God <laughs> and then in my drive home this is great in my drive home Jeff Ross called me and I love Jeff yeah, like I said, there's an instinctual side of our business. And so he's a man of comedy. He is a man of comedy. 100%. And so me being a man of comedy, I will help out another man of comedy. And he says, Jay, uh, hey, man, you did a really good job today, man. Like, you did a really good job. I, like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. He's like, oh, listen, um, can, can you come back and do, and, and do Muhammad Ali tomorrow? And I'm like, <laughs> I already know what that means. Whoever you hired to play Muhammad Ali just fucked you. <laughs> but, or, right. or just... Wasn't as good as you were. I, you know you what? That's a, that's a very positive. You're, you're, yeah. very you're positive more. You're more, you're more positive than me. <laughs> okay, but but I was very flattered, and at the same time, though, I'm like fuck, because I was tired. Like it, it, it just took a lot to do it the way I wanted to try to do it within 24 hours. Was and, it all scripted? Um, yeah. Did they teleprompt it for you? At they all? teleprompt it for you, but you should not. If you were smart, you would not be reliant on that uh-huh, teleprompter. Of course, that you would use that teleprompter to glance. Uh huh. Um, and and you would know where you wanted to punctuate, especially when you're dealing with an accent. Yeah. Like you know, like uh, so. Um, wow. So they had me come back and do Muhammad Ali the very next day. Wow. Um, I actually had more fun with Nelson because Muhammad got roasted. 
So I was in the chair to be roasted this time. And it was Bruce Lee, Elvis, and <laughs> I, I forgot this. who the other person was roasting Muhammad Ali. I feel, for, forgive me, whoever performer that was, because I'm just, it's all in my, I, this drink was really good. <laughs> but um, I love this. So apparently it came out last night at midnight, and I haven't seen it yet. I, I, I'm really bad at watching myself. Yeah. At this point, I will watch myself once and then I'm done. Yeah, like and people don't get that. Like and it's it's literally just to go. Did I suck? Okay, I'm a, I was okay. I can feel like I'm on. telling you, like, yeah. dude, in our movie that you did, like, you were the shit. Okay, all right, bro. Like we'll, I'm telling we'll, you, we'll like deal, we'll deal with this later. Like okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, I can't. I but you never know what they're gonna do with the edit. We don't you control don't. the edit right. as actors. When Dimaggio was going on about how freaking fantastic you are in this, I was like. I gotta believe. I gotta believe that. Well, you're I think great that. Well, I, I think that people. Some people miss the skill set that I fell in love with when I was young, which and is, then it comes off snobby when I talk about it, which is, you do it until you believe it yourself. Huh. That's the exercise of acting, and since I'm a Sagittarius, I'm, I'm a seeker of the truth. The person I really don't like lying to is myself. Mm -hmm. So I actually get annoyed. Jackass is going to wait 24 hours because you were probably in negotiations with somebody else to call me. <laughs> and it's like, you have to make all that go away fast. Yeah. Any, it's not personal. And then go do and your then thing. And then go do your thing. That the only joy I get out of that is that drive home where I'm like, I think I got close to that target. You know, Clint Eastwood always says, he was like, I've never made a perfect film. For as much as people, you know, you know celebrate my films, I, I feel honored. But he's like, he'll tell you himself. And I, I did a movie with him. He was like, I've never made a perfect film. I, I see nothing but mistakes when I watch the screen. Wow. But I do know films where I've gotten really close to that bullseye. Mm -hmm. And it feels good to have gotten so close that I only hear compliments from other people. So with an impression, especially, you want to get as close as possible. Or you're getting clowns. Yeah. Because you you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and it's yeah. dicey stuff anyway because we live in the age where everybody gets offended. And that, that was part of what Jeff was running into. Mm -hmm. The problem is some people were reading some of the jokes. Sure. And were like, you can't say this about MLK. And you can't say this about him. It's like, it's Jeff Ross, dog. That's what he does. That's how you make a living. It's he rude. He it's said, a, it's oh, a yeah, roast. That's, like, that's, he, says, if, he says if that. It's roast. Right? Are, but he yeah. had people that got all the way to set as talent. And then wanted to be like, you can't say that. Uh, yeah, call me before you get in your. Right. Pot. All right. <laughs> so again, like I said, I'm a different performer. If I put on the Gucci bag and I come down there and I'm like, let's let's, yeah, you know, <laughs> let, let's do it. I'm I'm here because I bought in. Wow. So I had a good time doing it. I was I'm nervous. I'm still nervous about the edit, how they edited it. Yeah, but well, I know Jeff is pumping it, so it's awesome to hear. Whatever Dimaggio saw, man, he is but I, giving you numbers. I invested the hell out of myself to about two, three in the morning. I cannot wait. Trying to figure out how to do this damn South African accent, so it wasn't over the top, and it was just. You weren't worried about not having enough sleep when you went in there. Oh, fuck sleep, dog. We don't go get this, dog. We don't fuck <laughs> sleep. We don't go get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die for that loose ball, man. That's who I am, man. Wow. All right, I got two questions. Yes. All right, I got two what's, questions. What's, Rapid fire questions. What's yeah. up? Uh, what was the Eastwood movie that you did? Uh, fifteen, seventeen of Paris. Okay, all right. Um, and then uh, your hat. You uh, were, you, who was on your hat? That uh, that looks familiar to me, and it's Giannis driving me nuts. Okay. 
There you go. Giannis Antetokounmpo. My favorite New York bootlegger made it for me. We oh, call yeah. him the plug. That's, that's the respectful terminology. Got that plug. All right, a couple questions. What's from the internet? All right, a couple questions. All right, Mr. On Instagram, Mr. J Hunter seventy seven. Uh, I, I'm I'm paraphrasing his question because that's it doesn't cool. totally make sense. But what's the most it's from the internet? What's the, yeah? What's the most common misconception that you have heard about your profession about acting? That from from people who are not in the business. Oh gosh, that you know, once you become a star, you get rich. Oh well, Gary, Gary, but, well, but Gary, Gary uh-oh. said that earlier. Oh, were uh-oh. we not supposed to disclose that? I, I guess we, you I thought that's I guess, how it works. Yeah, once you get rich, you can't not get. You can't not. Well, once you yeah. get rich. Okay, right. okay, okay. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's okay. different. Okay, but once you become a star, you might not necessarily. Yeah, but get once rich. you become a star, you might not necessarily get rich. But yeah. once you get rich, yeah, no, you're uh, rich forever. You can't. Yeah. You rich. You rich forever. You can't lose. It. Oh, we got to write that. All right. Book. Oh, and Jimmy Miller. We actually already discussed Jimmy Miller's question. What? Jimmy Miller wanted to know on Facebook. He said, "What are, what are your thoughts on the new Sonic movie? Did they reach out to you to reprise your voice?" Work? No, well, now they, we know they never reached out yeah. to me. I never heard from anyone, and I, I don't hold any grudges, but. You know, I it, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. Jimmy Miller seems to ask good interview questions. Like, he knows the I'm questions. I'm a little threatened. I'm not. We no. need to just have him in here asking questions for us while we drink. Oh, hey, that's not a bad question. Not a bad point. Uh, no, they drink with Gary and Elliot and Jimmy. You know what? Elliot, mm-hmm. we got to get Jalil out of here. Yeah, we do. We got to ask him the ultimate, the ultimate question. question. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Jalil White on IG. Um, this Instagram. I, I am. <laughs> I am. Uh, we have a lot of super old people. Um, I am. I have my postings are pretty much jokes from the internet, the best of only. Um, pictures of me and my daughter enjoying life, and uh, food. All I'm right, a big foodie. All right, um, and then Twitter. Twitter, yeah, Angela White on Twitter. Okay, all right. I just, you know, I'm on Twitter not as much. I'm on Facebook and Instagram more. Okay, okay, all right, great. No, on Twitter, are you doing jokes, food, and your daughter? Not as much. You know what? I got to be honest, man. Twitter is like I'm almost kind of. It's just. There. Are you done? Are you done? You know, I, I don't like what I don't like how Twitter has evolved. You know, I think that um, if you have a conversation in social media, you should be able to mute a jackass or a troll. And Twitter just allows for too many people to just imagine having a terrific conversation at a restaurant where you're paying to be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And every time it starts to get good, somebody just comes over, pulls up a seat yeah. and just injects their opinion and uh, starts to get so loud that you guys can't even hear each other. And the general manager's like, no, it's a free for all restaurant. No, no, he can do. sit there. This is what we do. <laughs> yep. You probably wouldn't want to pay your bill. You wouldn't go back to their restaurant. That's wow. true. That's hey, a good point. Good analogy. Yeah. Uh, anything, uh, anything you want to plug? Um, historical roast on Netflix, um, starring the great roast master, Jeff Ross. Uh, I'm Jalil White and I play Nelson Mandela and Muhammad Ali. Not even I have seen if I can pull that off. So you go (laughs) check it out and you tell me in social media if I pulled it off because I'm nervous. All right. <laughs> I cannot wait. I, yeah, I'm going to see if I watch that tonight. All right, Gary. Yes, at Gary Anthony Williams on Instagram. Oh, sorry, the IG. Uh, <laughs> and on the T. Yeah, oh. Twitter. I'm yeah. all cutting right. all the witters out. All right. There it uh, is. On the T. Acronym yeah. Game Strong. Yes, it is. <laughs> Y-I-I. Yes, it is. Uh, on the T, uh, at Gary A. Williams. All right, very good. Elliot Blake. Uh, at Elliot Blake, E L L I O T B L A K E on uh, on the I G and the T. Uh, 
Um, and you feel better saying on the IG. I kind of do, yeah. yeah I'm doing it now. Uh, if you can follow us on the T uh, at Gary and Elliot on the IG at Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot uh, on the web, Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot dot dot FM. You can email us Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot at gmail dot com. You can support the show in several ways. One is uh, by visiting our merch store, yep. getting yourself a T-shirt, uh, getting yourself a mug, getting yourself a tote bag, getting yourself a sticker. Any or all of those things mm-hmm. uh, at teespring.com backslash day drinking. That's T E E S P R I N G dot com backslash day drinking. Uh, half the proceeds go to support the show, the other half goes to mother against, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Um, the other things you can do to support the show are give us a uh, star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you listen. I think the number of stars that you can give now is up to 113. 113 stars. I think I think it's 113 stars yeah. and we, we could use all of them. Um, so please do that and then uh, and if you're just tuning in uh, and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and mash that subscribe button. Uh, that's the thing that helps us find uh, uh, great listeners like you. Uh, and uh, I think that I think that covers it. Uh, I'll just say, uh, oh, get your book, Create 100 right. Cocktails, a home bar guy's deep dive into the art of cocktail creation, where you can find the Velvet Glover on Amazon. On Amazon in print. Uh, Gum Road. As a PDF. As a PDF. Yep. Jalil, ma'am, thank you. Yeah. You know, the neighbors all got together, and I was like, how do y'all think Jalil's uh, thing going to go when he comes over to the house today? They all said, it's going to be great. I need to let them know they were right. <laughs> I need to let the neighbors know they were right. Dude, such an absolute pleasure. Love the insight. I, you've been 1979. You've been in it since 79. Oh, and before you leave my house, I have a pitch to show you. And that's not a lie. I oh, promised you that. Okay. Well, how about that? Ladies and gentlemen, you know Jalil White. I mean, I'm sorry, Jalil. What, Jay Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but and when you're sitting down watching any of the Jalil White programs on TV, whether it's uh, any that fantastic movie, uh, the Fifth of July, or the wonderful new uh, Netflix special, uh, historical roasts, where he plays two characters, and if you're having a drink and it's the middle of the day, remember to do sail responsibly. <laughs> Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one-upping itself. Most reliable based on Root's metric U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines.